Good love our gracious queens Are true and just queens Their time has come United Queendom Ed, are you really happy with this podcast? Because I just need more. You want more? I'm happy. What's happy? Wait, we should be doing this the other way around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do the Steve impression. <laughs> that was good. I'm not happy with this podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love sitting on the chauffeur and recording this podcast with you, Ed. I think we should see other podcasts. I've actually met another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> A non-binary podcast. And they are so good in bed. (laughs) So it happened. Well, two things happened this episode of Note that kind of made me gasp. The dicks, you mean. Two dicks. Absolutely. Two dickheads in this episode. Miranda and... (laughs) Che. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, there's a lot to unpack. And clearly the cast took mm, that very seriously. Literally, yeah. as someone was packing. <laughs> well, I give it an eight. I'm going to give it a fucking eight, mate. I'm giving it an eight. So I was talking about Harry's dick and we talk about the episode. Uh, no, I was talking about the episode. I give it an eight. And I did say seven, but then I looked over my notes and I was like, do you know what? This, again, this is Sex in the City. This is just like that. It gets us talking for good or bad and... I think we'll be talking about this episode. Well, we will definitely will be because it's a recap show. But I think fans will be talking about this episode a lot. Yeah, I feel like this is the most... I still find it very dry. It's quite bland, right? But at least it had some juicier stuff in it this episode. It felt like it was an actual TV show. You're just hungry for cock, bitch. Let's be honest. You're just like, more cocks. (laughs) Let's just call a hoe a hoe. (laughs) You're a hoe. <laughs> well, we start off as 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 all the episodes seem to have at some point. Che on the mic again. I know they've grossly overestimated how much the audience wants to see Che. This I would go as far as to say this was the least funny she's been on stage, which takes some doing. But I don't even know if she told right, a joke. That's hard. I think the closest she came to a joke on this bit was saying she was wet. But that's not even really a joke because I think she is wet. No, and she was acting all like oh girl, like. Who's this character? Like, you don't talk like that. She went full on Drag Race this episode. And it was like... She did. She really went full on, like, Laganja. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm wet. Oh, I'm oh, girl. Like, I thought she was going to jump in the air and do a death drop split at one point. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, ouch. But, I can't imagine her doing that. Was it a rally or was it, is it, was it like a political thing or was it a pride thing? I couldn't really clock what it was. I don't think it was anything. I think if she sees a piece of floor <laughs> raised above the ground, she will jump on it. And apparently people like Miranda will gather around and get their life. And apparently Brady. <laughs> it's like, you know, in uh, Broad City when they busk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> but I think Brady's there just because he's got so much lube. He's like, I'm basically one of the gays now. Like, I'm lubed up and yeah. ready to go. Brady, how bizarre. That Was he, like, the only straight person there? Must have been. Yeah, well, and formerly Miranda, who just, like, sees him, her son, and then starts hobbling away. And I was like... Hobbling? Because well, like, she's been thinking for three weeks straight. Now she literally walks like John Wayne, and he's, like, <laughs> hunchbacking out the crowd. Well, now she knows how Carrie feels. I know. <laughs> now you can lay in bed while someone has sex in front of you. So um, Chase is, like, lecturing and saying how... We don't have to hide. Hiding is so five years ago. Uh, be proud of who you are, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
And I feel like she's preaching to the converted because everyone in that audience was very flamboyant. Including Brady, yeah. Right. All had, you know, all their ensembles were dressed up to the max. And then when she says, um, uh, we've got to say thank you to our allies. And does she know it's Brady? Because she's met Brady before. Or was she just sort of pointing in that general direction? I think she was just pointing. And then Miranda clocks Brady. Yeah. And Miranda clocks Brady and she's horrified. And Chase sees her hobbling away. And um, at the end of her gig, set, lecture thing. Um, comedy concert. Comedy concert. <laughs> what, is a, what is a comedy concert? Um, I think it's like a concert with no jokes. Which is right. what we've been seeing so far from Che. <laughs> Where are the jokes? And uh, they meet at the end of her set and Miranda's got coffee for Che. And um, she says, why? I saw you running away. Why were you running away? And Miranda says, well, I didn't want Brady to see me. And Che says, but doesn't he know about me? And then it gets unveiled that Che thinks Miranda's in an open marriage. Which she's not. Che, how dumb do you have to be? What about Miranda was giving off open marriage? Right. Like, everything about this that, has been secretive. And, like... And at, at what point in all of their meetings, because we're meant to believe they spent a lot of time together over the last few weeks, has this not cropped up? Like, how you just assumed she was in an open marriage. That doesn't make any sense. And just, no. No, 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 no. Exactly. That is such a huge assumption. Like... You, you don't just assume that. And also, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm not in this kind of dynamic, so I don't really know how it works. But would Brady necessarily know that his parents are in an open marriage? Like, would would he, would Brady know about the person that Miranda's been fucking for three weeks? Well, they all have to know about who Brady's fucking because they can hear it through the walls, I guess. In that instance, maybe. Yes. But yeah, it's just... The whole build-up to this conversation just seems out of the blue, silly. And also, not to stereotype Che, but someone like Che usually would have no issue sleeping with a married woman who wasn't in an open marriage. So this all feels very like, oh, you wouldn't really be that, I don't know, not prudish is the wrong word, but just kind of... Moral, moralistic. Yeah, and you're, if you're in that kind of, like, fluid world, usually that kind of thing is not as shocking. But she says, I'm not yeah, a exactly. wrecker. And he did like the line yeah, of Miranda. being queer is one thing. Yeah, that Miranda said, my home is wrecked already. And I was like, oh, that's quite poignant. Yeah. But this is a different side of Che. She's serious. She's like putting an ultimatum on her up. Almost. I mean, this is very real life lesbian relationships, really. Because uh, <laughs> often the fun doesn't last that long. I mean, that's stereotyping. But often, yeah. In a, in a lesbian relationship, the stereotype is like shit gets serious quite quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah well I mean I lived in a house with predominantly lesbians and and you wonder why like... people talk about you honestly <laughs> <laughs> where do these rumors come from um it was you know a lot of these they they had you know very quick and fast very intense relationships very like serial monogamy almost yes that's the kind of joke people make like lesbians move in fast together get married fast and it's all, I mean, it's all quite emotional. Obviously, it's a stereotype, not necessarily real life. But I'm just saying, in this moment, yeah. this is playing out kind of like a stereotypical lesbian relationship. Right, which would be quite fitting for this show, because everything is pretty fucking stereotypical, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Nothing. And also, can I just say, 
I know friends are all different, but why is Che pulling Miranda up on her shit and fucking Carrie and Charlotte aren't? Why is Che the one that's like asking her the hard questions? Like, you're married, what the hell? And Charlotte and Carrie are so blasé. Well, honestly, I mean, it was always a feature in the original series, but I feel like they, they've got more self-obsessed as they've got older. Um, yeah, so at, true. At least slightly with Carrie, she has the paper covers rock trump card in terms of grieving widow. Although even that, if they if they skipped ahead for month, no, they skipped ahead like a year now, haven't they? Because the... well, okay, so they skipped three months, then they skipped a year, and now it's been three weeks because she says we've been fucking nonstop for three weeks. But I think because so much of that time span, Miranda was waiting for Che to reply to that message. So the last episode <laughs> is when... So I think they have only been doing th- the last three weeks, but they met over a year ago. So that's still very right. weird. <laughs> the whole... The time span <laughs> thing was not very well thought out. It was just to get Carrie to go on a date that we now are hearing nothing about. So that seemed quite... Oh, yeah. Like, where is Pete? <laughs> is it, was he called Pete? Where is Pete? Um, yeah. Oh my god, we that was the name of Aiden's dog, wasn't Professor it? Professor Puke. Yeah, Professor Puke. My god. The dog was called Gogi. Aiden's dog was not called Gogi. Oh no, Aiden's dog. Sorry, I thought you meant uh, Big's doggy. Oh, that, I mean, I'm not even talking about that dog again. No, but Aiden's dog was Pete P, and I was like, is the new Pete <laughs> a reference to Pete? It was Pete. <gasps> and Carrie hated that dog. And tried to lose it. And tried to lose it. And that's why Big kept his other dog hidden from her. And no, I'm not talking about Natasha. An underrated character in that episode. Pick up after your dog. <laughs> I think you're going too niche there. That's for our private lunches. <laughs> Am I right, guys? <laughs> um, oh, so, so, so is like, no, I'm done. This is it until you sort your shit out. And I mean... To be honest, I would also be a bit uh, like freaked out by Miranda because she listens to her podcast nonstop. She goes to all her comedy concerts with this weird grin on her face. She's a bit fangirly, isn't she? If I was making the jokes Che was making and people were laughing, I would be judging the people <laughs> laughing. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, What's wrong with you guys? This isn't funny. It's not funny at all. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, God. So then we're in uh, Carrie's apartment with all her clothes. Um, she's obviously taken them all out of storage. Um, and, but this begs the question, do, a lot of these she's saying are vintage, right? So she's had them for years and years. So I'm assuming she had a lot of these before Big and her moved into the bigger apartment. So does that, and they certainly wouldn't fit in her old closet. So does that mean she's had these in storage the whole time? If so, why are they all back out again now? Like what, like she must have had clothes in storage the whole time in that little apartment. I guess, I mean, the Carrie storage saga goes on and on and on, much like the alarm beeping. But the, oh, um, God. But I think that, because I, I was taking notes, I don't, and I'm not as good with the fashion, I don't spot these things, but I think there were a lot of Carrie outfits in the background here that people recognise, weren't there? Yeah, there were Obviously, I clocked the famous one later on, but I didn't um, see any during this scene. Were there quite a few? Did you spot any? Uh, I spotted, like, the colours of stuff that looked familiar, but they were all kind of wedged together. But um, I didn't really see any ones that stood out personally. I'll have to have another look. But also, I kind of don't really care. Like, it's cute and stuff. Um, and I know that there's a huge contingent of fans that love the fashion and that's their main thing. So that's totally cool. But for me, it's a bit kind of like, uh, 
whatever it's dresses like you know what I mean I've seen it already it's a cute flashback sometimes but yeah I like when which film was it? Was it the second one when she wore an old dress, the newspaper dress? So I don't mind her That's recycling right. one, but I'm not going to care enough to scour the background for Easter eggs, necessarily. I mean, I would if it was actually Easter eggs. Oh, God, me too. What are you going to go for this year? I've asked for Galaxy. Well, I'm on, um, I'm on my sugar fast right now, so I just can't even think about that or I'll have a breakdown. But it's April Easter, isn't it? So that's like three months away. So why am yeah, I thinking that's about my it? Deadline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you asked for this? No, year? it's because we were in Sainsbury's this week, and there were some Easter eggs genuinely on on the shelf. So that's why I did put my request in early with my husband. And which was Galaxy. Interesting. Yeah, I wanted something different. I'm feeling a little bit different, a little bit quirky, a little bit wild. I want to go Galaxy. Wow. Yeah. Are we going with a mug or a mugless egg? Honey, this mug is always beat. Oh, God, I sound like China. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like a big egg with loads of chocolates inside it. That's me. That's what she said. But um, I almost got my quote of the episode from this bit. I bet you'd cut a bitch for some cashmere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was shit, but I, I have to, like, hedge my bets early on because you don't know if something better's coming in these episodes. And something better did come, so I, it didn't end up being. Yeah. So they are looking through the clothes and they have... Sushi is their thing. They had sushi a few couple of times, I think, together. And she pulls... She says, I've got to show you something. And she pulls out the Milfoy, the thousand layers, dress of a thousand layers, uh, Versace dress, I didn't know it was Versace, uh, that she wore in Paris when she was waiting up for Petrovsky. Imagine and, if Seymour um... slapped her on the face. <laughs> recreate, <laughs> recreate the whole moment. <laughs> well, as you know, she has no boundaries. Which is ironic, because Seema is Hindi for boundary. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that in an early episode. But... <laughs> Sorry, I literally cannot stop saying that. And Seema said, can you leave me this dress in the will? I was like, why does everyone keep mentioning death around Carrie? Like, I guess it's been over a year now. I know. And then my big, massive pet peeve, fucking cheesiest music on the planet when she brings out this fucking dress. And it's annoyed me because it's just like a nod to the fans. Because, okay, this dress was a fashion moment. But if you think about the story... Why would you want to relive that time when you were like waiting on your own in Paris, no one turned up, you're jet lagged and your boyfriend had left you? You know what I mean? And your husband's now dead. Like, what well, I suppose. Why, why does this dress have that moment? Was that the dress when Big finally told her she was the one? So maybe she associates it with. No. Was it not? She changed out of that by then. Yeah, she was just lying on the hotel bed with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he went down on her. It's quite a horrible dress, really. <laughs> it's actually disgusting. It looks like she fell in a puddle. Oh dear. But Carrie will not let us see my smoke around it. Okay, so this was mass, mass shade. Basically, Carrie was saying, Seema, you fucking stink. <laughs> no, because Carrie was saying... I don't saying, want to smell like you. Because Carrie was saying, I made the mistake of smoking around the clothes and then they smelt, so don't you smoke around them. Yeah, but she's... But Carrie, but Seema, she wears all the, like, gloves and stuff later and Seema doesn't. So obviously Seema stinks of fags, which is what we we thought at the beginning when we first met her. Oh, yeah, we know that because that's how Carrie knew she smoked. She's like, do you smoke? Because <laughs> I can fucking smell it, bitch. Yes. And Seema is Hindi for smoking, which is ironic because she does smoke. Oh, no, it's Boundary. But... <laughs> <laughs> but then they're busy perving on the downstairs neighbours. 
who are uh, trying to have a good time. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Carrie calls her colleague, Jackie, later on when the neighbor's still making noise, who Jackie has a girlfriend called Smoke. Mm-hmm. Who was he cheating on her with the wheelchair girl or was he cheating on the wheelchair girl with the Smoke? Or is Smoke a new, is, is the flame for Smoke mm-hmm. a new flame? Is that a joke? Who knows? You can give that one to Joe. It was meant to be a joke. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> it was lit. And also, I don't care. In my notes, I call him. I called him Mikey. So it's maybe he is called Mikey. Consequential. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Am I thinking of like Jackie Chan? Have I got his name wrong? <laughs> I think it is Jackie. No, I think I'm right. I think. Well. I don't care. He's got a very feminine bed. He's got a bed of like a teenage girl. Yeah, he's kind of creepy. And also it's creepy that Carrie would ring someone in the early hours of the morning to ask them about a noise complaint. And and then kind of judge them for being up. You're surprised he was up. Then why did you ring him, bitch? Just because you're being kept awake doesn't mean everybody else has to. And he's not even your friend. But she does that a lot. She used to call Miranda at like 1am just to talk about big and stuff. So fucking selfish. Well, at least that's a personal problem. This is like, Also, how many solutions are there to a noise problem? Like, someone's being noisy. You either tell them to stop or you don't. Like, or call the police. What she needed to do was ask Samantha, because we know how Samantha deals with that problem when she threw that bucket of water over the... Um, <laughs> exactly. The, the local trans girls. Right. And that worked out well. And then had that fabulous roof party. You better take that thing out of my ass before I shit on it. <laughs> that is a bit of a throwback there. <laughs> but Jackie offers to bring his gun. My ass players. Yeah. Yeah, and Smoke says, I hope you don't have a gun. And then he goes, I do. Uh, um, yeah. you've had you have noisy neighbors, so don't you? In the past, so you can relate to this problem and the present. Well, I can hear her. Uh, I, I don't think she'll listen to this podcast. I added in the past things. So um, <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, is the present. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I heard her. Oh god, she's just god awful. And one time, I had to have his sex with this guy, and she went, "Ow, ow, that hurts! Don't put it in there." <laughs> Are you sure she wasn't, like, having something fitted in the house and she got trapped? Well, I think I can hear her cooking meth as well. Oh, my God. You have to hook us up sometime. Um, I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> and I don't mix friends with, with business. <laughs> um, but Carrie, eventually the noise gets so bad, she goes, come on! And then they get her with the, sorry, ma'am. And I wondered, have you ever been called ma'am? I haven't. But I'm wondering in the good old US of A, is that just a polite term? I mean, or is that an age thing? Well, apparently in the South, it's very common to call someone ma'am, regardless of age. That's just like a polite thing, yeah. But I think in New York, I think in New York and LA, it'd be similar to what it's like here, where I think ma'am does have an older connotation. Have you ever been called ma'am? I've been called ma'am. <laughs> you You've been called man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called... <laughs> well, can I just tell the story? We haven't told it on the podcast, have we? Of which one? So back in, back oh, yeah. in the day, in our youth, our youth, um, we used to go to a night called Tranny Shack. It was what it was called at the time. Sorry, don't come for me. And you basically got in at Madam Jojo's, at Madame Jojo's in every Wednesday. And those were our crazy days. And we used to go and used to get in free if you were in drag. And one night Chloe got, got in free when the, the drag was, let's just say, unintentional. So, I mean, 
they, I believe, thought you were a woman dressed as a man, not a man dressed as a woman. Because you were wearing like a black blazer and a white blouse. Yeah. Yeah. I come from work. I was in black blazer, white blouse. I'm pretty sure I had a cute little pointy suede shoe. I had it was a shoe, on, it was cute, and I had gold. Debate, but yeah, it was a right. shoe. And you know, this, just because it's a bigger size shoe, some women have big feet. Mm-hmm. And um, I had lipstick on, had my gold hoops in. Okay, maybe I had a scraped back bun. I mean, if anything, I was giving a like, sort of Germanic lesbian vibe. Yeah. And uh, queued up, and they said, "Honey, great effort. In you go." <laughs> you were a drag king, <laughs> and you didn't even know it. Yeah, but I went as a drag queen for, her, for your birthday this year, didn't I? Yeah. Well, last you year. You didn't get let in at all, so... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't invited. <laughs> it was weird that you came. Um, <laughs> and speaking of weird, should we get into this Charlotte and Harry scene? <laughs> what is happening? <sighs> so she's lecturing about... <laughs> so Charlotte, she's worried about Harry's health, and then she very insensitively says... You know, a lot of men your age are having heart problems. Yeah, he's got a name, Big, and he had... Right, you were just at his funeral. <laughs> I can't remember his name anymore. And also, you don't care about his health that much. You cancelled his fucking, what was it, colon- colonoscopy for BLT dinner. Exactly. Right, your get-out dinner party. And she said, said, if you die on me, I will kill you. And then she's got him a fitness ring, and he makes her propose, and she kneels down, and then... Oh, by the way... When she was proposing, all I wanted was Harry to go, set the date, set the date. Right. <laughs> Which would have been amazing. And also, I thought um, Charlotte hated blowjobs. So, yes, she did in the original series. I think that was back in, like, season one. Didn't... Yeah, and she re- the guy dumped her because she refused to give blowjobs. So didn't... And it was Miranda who made them all go to that class where the woman wanked off the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy dumped her because of not giving blowjobs. No, no, Charlotte, they, Charlotte, they made them go to that because that guy fell asleep when they were having sex. So she wanted to spice up the sex life. Yes. But she refused to give blowjobs. She says she doesn't like it. She ma- it makes her gag. And, she, and this guy said, well, I'm not looking for a life where I'm not going to get blowjobs. I mean, she definitely did become more liberal sexually as she went on because when she was with Trey she was the only one out of the four who rimmed her man's asshole even Samantha said she wouldn't do it back but yeah Charlotte was right in that ass I mean to be fair Trey definitely looked like he would keep a very very clean ass so clean all right yeah, nicely shaven yeah. although I don't mind a hairy ass hole <laughs> we know chicken we know um so she starts giving Harry a blowjob and then... Oh, wait, can I just say, she did, did you allude to... Do we see Harry's penis? No. Yeah. I didn't miss that, did I? You missed it, yeah. You were joking. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> it was definitely there. It was for a second, but his... You're kidding. Oh, my God, I need to watch it again. I mean, it wasn't his dick. It was a big prosthetic dick, um, which made it all the more shocking. Um, <sighs> yeah, it was like... I t- she's holding it in her hand. I don't think she's touching it. So she's kind of pulled away and it's just there dangling for a second. And I don't know if... Have no. you seen um, Boogie Nights? One of my favourite films of all time. No, I haven't. Ooh, well, that's like the most famous use of prosthetic penis. And I'm trying to think... Oh, there's one in Girls. Friends. <laughs> Friends. In Girls, they use one with... Um, when Harry... Uh, Harry. Hannah touches that guy who's been cancelled. His dick on the mattress oh is that a fake penis that's a fake penis and what the fake penis is that there's quite a few fake penises are used on tv these days and you can spot them a mile off and harry's um yeah got a big fake rubber dick 
And Lily sees it. And then Charlotte convinces him her that it's... She was checking it for cancer. Because telling your daughter that her dad has cancer potentially is better than... Yeah. That you were sucking him off. <laughs> you could have said I was checking it for, like, a... Like, a lump or something. She didn't have to... Or it got stuck in his flies. Yeah. <laughs> or he was just shoving his dick in her mouth just to shut her up, which would be very understandable this season. 100%. Maybe that's why her mouth's all fucked. Mind you, <laughs> if uh, my husband said, you give me a blowjob and I'll wear this ring, I'd be like, do you know what? Have a heart attack. I can't be asked to give you a blow right now. Yeah. I mean, I think we would all say that. Um, <laughs> about your husband. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> And he would ask you for a blowjob. <laughs> well, he knows my price list. So then we get Carrie's neighbour downstairs coming to apologise for the noise. And then Carrie's trying to, like, mm-hmm. make out. She's cool and like, oh, no, I stay up late too. I was writing because I'm a writer. Such a mistake. I know, it's so cringe. Rookie error. When a neighbour gives you a bone, don't then be like, oh, I'm up anyway, because then your neighbour will be like, oh, cool, fine, I'll carry on being loud then. Yeah, you need to set the precedent, be like, yeah, it was a bit too loud, let's just make sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, I've been on the other end of the stick where I am the loud neighbour, and you do catch more flies with honey, is that the thing? Like, sometimes when people complain, if they're very angry, then it just makes you think, well, you already hate me, I really don't care anymore. But if people are asking politely, then obviously the decent thing to do is to say yeah i'll keep it down um sorry yeah yeah but um i didn't buy this whole like again why are they trying to act like 55 is is 85 it's so strange yeah i wonder i like, did wonder if we'll get like this one day i do often like i said before like see myself staring at teenagers and feeling very sad <laughs> well listen we're already in that phase however we still have fun we go out we have a joie de vivre I don't give a shit if someone thinks that I'm being grumpy. I'm not going to try and act to a 17-year-old or whatever like I'm cool. But that doesn't mean that I'm old. Well, I mean, if I had a neighbour who was, like, in their early 20s and they were having parties, I must admit I would... I'd find it easier to go and complain to someone my age than I would someone younger because I would think the younger person's just going to think, God, I'm the person that used to complain to me. I'm the loser. But also yeah, I would be like, I don't yeah. care if they're kids. Like... Also, there was the thing people were talking about online that when Carrie said, how does she afford that apartment at her age, that people were like, was that a knowing reference? Because a lot of people wondered how Carrie afforded it originally mm. or was it like a contradiction? So some people were annoyed by it. Some people yes. thought it was knowing. I don't know. Well, and also because she says with Aiden, um, why don't you just when they break up? And, and she needs to buy the apartment back from him. And they said, like, she's like you're going to have to move. And they're like, well, it's a rent-controlled apartment in wherever she is, East Side or whatever, West Village or whatever. Like, why would she move? So it's rent-controlled. Yeah, Carrie's situation makes more sense than, like, friends. Friends often didn't make sense with their living situation in New York. But Carrie, Carrie did have yeah. a good job. I mean, I know journalism isn't the best paid, but she had her own column in one of the biggest papers. So yeah. she won't she won't have been on a pittance, obviously. Right. Um, but it's funny, when we were in New York, we went to some one of these brownstone streets in the West Village, and there was a guy sat on the stoop, and I said, we started talking to him, because it was actually, side story, where Sid Vicious once, uh, when, where he died, I think. Oh, no, wow. That was Chelsea Hotel. It's where he, he stayed, he lived there. So we went down to see the, the brownstone. And this guy was sat on the street, uh, on the stoop, and 
he said, oh, these guys, uh, this guy's moved in and the apartment below me, literally the same setup as Carrie, same looking building and everything. He's like, the, he's this rich, like uh, Silicon Valley guy from California. And he just has all his friends over all the time and all these parties. So I just sit on the stoop to get away from the noise. It made me think of that. Oh, that's a sad story, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's Grandma to you, darling. Grandma. so miranda charlotte and carrie are at dinner oh is it dinner i thought it was lunch i couldn't tell yeah i think it is dinner yeah and then miranda says she's asking steve for a divorce and they're like oh okay (laughs) she never ever gets to leave the news agenda when steve cheated in the first film they all were just more worried about carrie and now they haven't even got anything else good going on and they're still like never mind they have more of a shocked reaction that Charlotte still gives Harry blowjobs than their friend who's been who's been with this dude for fucking 20 years is asking for a divorce. I know, it's crazy. Although I did wonder if later on in the episode when Steve says you've been up and down this whole time, I wonder if in this universe we're meant to believe maybe Miranda's floated this idea before. But if that's the case and they didn't address it now... Like, if that's the case, they should have said, you've said that before. And she's like, no, this time I mean it. Exactly. Because it didn't yeah. make sense. to dr- If someone drops the D-bomb, the divorce bomb, amongst friends, then you put put everything down and listen. And, yeah, they just move on to the <laughs> blowjob thing. <laughs> and, exactly. I'm sorry, but, like, I haven't been in this situation, so maybe I'm wrong. But, like, is there yet. not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, give me five years. Um are we not in the situation here where even if she wants out, right, and she can't take it anymore, she's still hurting the guy who's been her best friend for 20 years. Like, it's still an awful... With a child, they have a 17-year-old. Like, he's not 30. It's still going to affect him. And I thought we lived in a world where Carrie and Charlotte care about Steve as a friend because when Big died, exactly. Steve was acting like he was a friend and Miranda gave a speech at, at Big's funeral and like so i was led to believe that they'd all become like quite a meshed group over the years and now it's like no one carrie and charlotte do not have steve's back at all i know the friend is carrie but like if it was me i always like no matter who my friend is i always like oh think of the other person's point of view as well it's not to judge your friend but be like exactly you know sometimes you comfort someone sometimes you play devil's advocate and like that's just reading the tone of the situation. And it does feel like no one's got Steve's back, apart from Che, <laughs> like you said earlier. <laughs> apart from Che, exactly. And no one's asked about Brady at all. No, None of them have said Charlotte. You know, she's a mum. How are you going to tell Brady? Oh my, the, the weirdest part of this episode is that Miranda literally does not factor Brady into this at all. Because no matter how old you are, your parents splitting up does affect you. And he still lives at home, so it massively affects him. He's not going to presumably live with one of his parents now exactly it's a huge exactly and he's about to embark on a really new big phase of his life he's going to be 18 he's going to be going off to university you know these things really can affect your the next few years of his life um in a very profound way and there's there's no tears shed there's no anguish at all i mean later on we see just how selfish she really fucking has become miranda there was some anguish uh... she she said you still blow harry a few times she was anguished about that (laughs) (laughs) to be fair (laughs) i mean uh and then talking about that um they're so blasé like what to charlotte's reaction about lily seeing them 
give Harry a blowjob. It's like, no, 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 the reaction is right. It's not okay, like, for your daughter to see you give, giving her dad a blowjob. Yeah. Am I in a parallel universe? No, it's not. And they could have locked the door. Um, <laughs> they really could have. And they've got a big house and... It was just unnecessary. But I like the fact that Charlotte's still happy to give blowjobs. Well, not still. Yeah. Suddenly does. Good for her. Suddenly suddenly does. <laughs> and then, so Carrie suggests, why don't you take Lily out for dinner and um, you can share the experience and use it as a bonding thing between the two of you. Share the experience. So first I begin on your dad's <laughs> tip and then I work my way down the shaft <laughs> And then I slowly bring him to Climax. <laughs> Have you heard of teabagging, darling? <laughs> oh, God, that is actually the episode, isn't it, when Harry keeps putting his naked balls on the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, it all comes back round again. I know. <laughs> and then Carrie and Miranda walk, and then they go into a place that was so difficult for me and my sugar fast, because this place looked amazing. The brownie shop. Uh, was, it, was it called Something Witch? Yeah, you don't really like brownies, do you? I famously hate brownies. I mean, sometimes in a very nice restaurant where they actually are gooey in the middle and almost runny, I can deal. And I I like it with a bit of custard, but I would almost always choose something else. I find that most brownies to be very, very dry. Mm. I'm more of a donut girl. I'm more of a flapjack girl. I'm more of, well, anything really. Yeah, I mean, I'm a go-to brownie girl. If there's a pudding menu at a restaurant, I'm going for the brownie. And I'll have it with ice cream. I'm not fussy. Just give it to me now. Yeah, ice cream more, because as long as there's something, I think it often needs moisture. And it needs to be warm. Yes, warm. That's the thing. Whenever I'm offered a brownie, it's stone cold dry. And I'm just like, who wants this fucking doorstop of a pudding? Not me. <laughs> Get out of my fucking face. Out of my face. Out of my face. Uh, but in fairness to Carrie. And so they're discussing. Yeah, she brings up. The, so she mm. lets her have her Steve moment once they're away from the blowjob talk. So she does get to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, and she says, we're dead in the water. There's no future for us. I want out. Uh, And she says she's not going to tell him about Che um, and that she would rather be alone. And Carrie says, which was quite, you know, touching, be careful because alone in thought is very different than in actual reality. I know, and it implied that maybe Carrie's struggling more than what we see. And yeah, yeah, that was a, a sad, nice moment. And some people were like, on the on Reddit when I checked afterwards, they were like, "Oh well, the thing is, Carrie's always needed someone and never been able to be on her own. Whereas Miranda's been independent, so she shouldn't project that onto her." And I was like, "No, again, that's just being a good friend, being devil's advocate, just being like, it's not saying pushing an opinion on your friend. It's been like, have you thought this through?" Exactly. Like I'm giving you an opportunity to consider anything you haven't thought. Because that's a good friend thing exactly. to do, I think. Exactly. And Carrie says later on the phone, Miranda or whoever you are, because this must be crazy, like a year turnaround of someone becoming completely different on the outside person. You know, she probably had all these feelings privately. But to Carrie, it was like, what? who are you? Like, this is a whole new... And then she said what I loved. She said, um, do you know how much Che wants you? Yeah. You know, before you throw this all away have you checked that actually this person is as into you as you are to them? Which, in fairness to Miranda, she said she'd rather just be alone than either. So it's not like she's just leaving for Che, but then I think she needed... She is in love with Che, though. Yeah, but I know sometimes, like, you know you need to do something, but you need something 
to jolt you into it still. Mm. I remember once when I left a job, I always knew I was going to leave, but I just needed like a really bad, almost to have a very bad week just to like give me the extra motivation to leave it. And I feel like maybe that's what mm. this is. And I know sometimes it looks like, oh, I need the safety net of a new relationship, but it's like almost like she feels by having these feelings for someone else has really motivated her to do what she already kind of knew she wanted to do. Definitely. I, I'm, I'm getting you. <laughs> and then Carrie goes to uh, the neighbours to give her the brownies. And then we get a kind of, this would have been like a Samantha scene, wouldn't it, in the old episodes? It was a Samantha scene in the old episodes. She literally... It literally was. Was that like the guy who ended up getting arrested for, um, yes. what's it called? Oh, what's it called when you do that? Internal Revenue. <laughs> That's what I call Internal <laughs> Revenue. All the good ones are getting arrested. And then he goes, if I drop my towel... Uh, no, if I take that basket, my no, towel drop. I'm yeah. no fool. I'm no fool. But we never saw his dick. And he was probably one of the best looking men ever in Sex and the City, to be fair. And then this guy. He was gorgeous. Clearly, I don't even think this guy's an actor. I think he's just like a, an actual model they've hired purely to be hot. And he, Yeah, he's a terrible actor. So I hope he's not an actor. But he drops his towel. And this is a real dick, not a prosthetic. So they gave us some variety in this right. episode. Right. And and a lovely, uh, a quite a shower, actually. Yeah, it was all very nice. I mean, I, I don't see why this happened. I mean, I'm all for... <laughs> I, I don't all, see why this happened either. I'm all for, a, like, a random hot naked man on TV. But I kind of... Call me crazy. I was assuming <laughs> Carrie was going to do something crazy and maybe kiss this guy at some point. Um, and then when that, at the end, became clear that wasn't happening, I was like, why did, why did we see that man naked? Like, wh- yeah, why did we just see a dick for no reason? It didn't advance the plot in any way. <laughs> it's really quite strange if you look back on it. But you know what? I'm not going to complain. And also <laughs> her reaction. I mean, maybe she's so muted because she's in grief. I don't know. But her reaction was like, okay, bye. Also, he was not apologetic Mind enough. You, what do you do? When you accidentally flash your dick at someone, you kind of have to no. either walk away straight away and not just be like, oh, I'm sorry. Also, what you should also apologise for saying, I don't eat sugar when someone's giving, we don't eat sugar when someone gives I, you brownies. So Give rude. them to someone else. Also, how, what a twattish thing to say. Like, keep that to yourself, bitch. Also, it's like, I don't eat sugar. Although, looking at his body, I get it. Uh, yeah, I know. But, I mean, I would rather eat sugar than have that body and I'm on a sugar fast. Yeah, and I, I might not look like that, but at least I can hold up my towel. Do you know what I mean? And at least you say thank you for the lovely, thoughtful gift. I shall pass it on to her when she awakes. Even as not a fan of brownies. Unlike Charlotte, who loves a brownie. Right. That's a throwback to the tray ringing <laughs> thing. I don't, think it, I don't think it quite worked. I did think about that one. <laughs> so then um, Miranda goes again like a stalker outside Che's work um and says am I crazy yes uh how do you feel about me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh she says that she's in love with Miranda how do you feel about this do you buy this do you feel that no from Che no I don't no I don't either um I, c- I can actually kind of buy Miranda falling for Che because she seems so immature and manic at the moment but Che seems like someone who sleeps with a lot of people and is quite I don't know has been around the block a few times and I'm not I'm not seeing what is different for her about this experience of Miranda that's making her like use the love word 
unless she's someone who tells a lot of people she loves them, which I can believe, and I think we, we kind of get a bit of a hint to, to that later as well. Well, it's in this scene, actually. She says, I can't give you anything traditional, which I took to mean, don't expect monogamy mm. from me. I will be, I love you, but... Exactly, I And I don't too. think Miranda clocks that at all, and I think we're heading that way in the next episode, maybe. Definitely. Like, I feel like when she goes to Cleveland, um, she's going to walk in on her with another woman, Cleveland! don't you think? Yeah, or even, I did think, maybe another man. Because as Che... <gasps> how did Che identify? So it was non-binary and then queer. And Has she ever addressed her sexuality? Because I, I can imagine she might be... I'm not sure. Pan and, like, a, she could be having some sort of massive threesome with, like, all kinds of people. Um, but, yeah, Miranda's going to definitely walk in on something and shouldn't be shocked when she does. But she will be. Exactly. And, um, and also, when Miranda says that she hates traditional and traditional got her here and it's like you mean to tell me that you hated traditional that whole time that you had that beautiful intimate wedding with Steve when you proposed to him over beer and you picked the gorgeous venue and when you're um, cleaning his mother in the bath and Magda says you love you, you're going to tell me <laughs> you're going to tell me oh, and you're going to tell me that you hated Magda you really going to tell me well, that? Well, she did for a while. But I think... She did, yeah. I think Miranda, sh- she's interpreting this as, I can't give you traditional, I'm non-binary, as in my life is different, blah, blah, blah. And that's, I don't think that's what she means. And yeah, you're right, Miranda at heart is quite traditional. She just thinks because she's fucking a non-binary person that suddenly she's down with the kids. And I don't think she is going to be. She still will want the person she loves to only love her, I imagine. Unless that's going to be a whole other journey, but we shall see. Yeah, because, you know, ultimately she did have the fallout with Steve when he cheated. And she knows that it was wrong. That's why she didn't tell Che about the situation, although Che didn't ask. But she, she, they both kind of just didn't address the whole thing. She's hiding from Brady. So, and also I didn't take the hiding from Brady thing, just that she was that um, uh, LGBT plus thing. I also like you were cheating on his dad so yeah get the fuck out of there yeah many many reasons to hide right <laughs> her hair being one a lot of people talked about how old she looked in this episode um yeah she does look a lot older are we is it also like cause how old is Che because she looks a lot older than Che like 25 plus years I said Che's 37 mm. Mm. well we'll find specific <laughs> I've thought about it a lot. Also, Che rhymes with they. You can't make it up. Oh, they Diaz. Yeah, exactly. So then um, Charlotte and Lily are having dinner. And Lily is such a little cunt. Okay, no, 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 no. I do think this was lunch. I let you have the last one. I think this was lunch. Oh, this was lunch. Yeah, you can't just call everything dinner. (laughs) This is fucked up, y'all. This is straight up lunch. So at 7am, Lily's pouring cereal and they're having dinner. (laughs) Charlotte was having dinner in that bathroom with Harry. This is lunch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Meat sausage. (laughs) And they put their phones in the middle so that they're not distracted. Mm -hmm. I liked the exchange about the waiter because Charlotte said... Yes. "Um, Get him to bring you a straw. She said, no, because I'm not gross. (laughs) Wow, sassy Lily. Why don't you cook your own food too, Lily, while you're there? If you're that, that up on talk, your high horse. Talk to me like that and you get a backhand from me, my love. <laughs> well, I actually have been in a situation where when I was in Thailand, 
I was at this very fancy hotel, the Mandarin Oriental, and uh, we were with someone who called the waiter over to move their drink like an inch to the side and like anything that needed <laughs> slightly moving. And it is very, very uncomfortable. So I think that... That is vile. Yeah. It can be very uncomfortable. Yeah, I had a friend who I'm not friends with anymore who was so vile to waiters whenever we'd go for a meal that when sh- we like sh- we'd go to get ready to leave and I'd go to the loo and then when she'd be waiting for me outside and I'd go and apologise to the waiters and say, I'm sorry, I have nothing to do with that. I really hope she wasn't too awful for you. So fucking rude. Like, any excuse to shout at them, taking the food back like five times, you know what I mean? Saying that, we've had a really bad string of waiters being randomly just horrible to us lately, so... (laughs) It's actually become quite comical, though. We're quite enjoying it. (laughs) One waiter, like, literally, when we asked for drinks, rolled his eyes and slammed the glasses down on the table. (laughs) Oh dear. And um, so she goes to get a straw, and then um, her Instagram pops up, and Charlotte is shocked. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That would have been more. That would have been better um, to see that um, Lily is posing provocatively, or is it provocative these days? This is just how everyone poses, isn't it? Well, she's fifteen, so if if it was my child, I would definitely. I mean, I wouldn't even really want them to have a social media I wouldn't think but I guess maybe that is outdated now because I mean my niece is seven and has a phone which seems Mm. crazy to me but I guess things are changing but yeah it's very suggestive if I was Charlotte I definitely would have had this reaction um a a lot of people online are saying Lily would have had a passcode which I guess I don't know if some parents say you can only have a phone if you don't have a passcode so I don't know what the tea is with that oh yeah because she's a minor yeah she's a minor and she's getting messages from Colin fifty five. But then, but then, if she doesn't have a passcode, then then one would assume she doesn't have a passcode, so her parents can check her phone sometimes. So wouldn't they know that she's got another Instagram account? Well, maybe they could in theory, but they don't because they maybe trust her, and then it's just because this popped up that she happened to see it. Mm. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my ended up with my quote of the episode. Who is Colin fifty five? And is fifty five yeah. his age? <laughs> his age, yeah. Colin fifty five thinks it's hot. To be fair, Charlotte's getting almost all of my quote of the episodes. It's either Charlotte or Anthony, I think this this season. So fair play yeah, to them. Yeah, so that's actually true. Oh, and Amanda, the book agent, last week. Oh, of course. And Lily storms off, doesn't she? Without her phone. Oh, I didn't know she didn't take her phone, but. Why would you let your 15-year-old, like, leave in the... Oh, is 15 old enough to storm off? I didn't think it was. I thought you should be, like, I don't think supervised. So. Yeah, um, without her phone. And so how would she get home? But she goes to Carrie's house. And then Carrie didn't tell Charlotte that she was there. Yeah. I mean, I guess when I was 15, I guess I did just obviously go places without my parents and do stuff. So maybe that is the case. But I just... Maybe it's because she's a girl. Maybe it's because it's New York. I just thought she seemed a bit too independent in this moment. But maybe I'm out of touch. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Lily's at Carrie's and Charlotte calls Carrie and says, is she there? It's like, like I just said, it's like, you should have texted Charlotte to say, don't worry, Lily is here. Carrie's just glad someone's there. She's like, she's not going to ruin this. <laughs> yeah. She's going to milk this for all and, it's worth. Um, she says, like, you know, it, she's just exploring and it's just clothes 
But and then you know I wore just as bad stuff, and then Charlotte says as you did, she's fifteen. Yeah, how is that comparison relevant, Carrie? Like exactly. you're not you're her 30. daughter, and like you weren't hanging out when you were fifty. Well, I don't think we're meant to believe there was that show, The Carrie Diaries. I never watched it, but didn't that try and rewrite history? As oh, I never watched yeah, that. I assume it was bad because no one's ever ever talked to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that even existed, actually. Uh, but they, she says, oh, it's workout wear. Charlotte's like, she doesn't even work out. So I can definitely see Charlotte's reaction. But also, at Lily's age, I probably would have been trying to post provocative pictures of myself if I lived in that social media age. Well, not online, but maybe to friends. Um, And who's buying those clothes for her then? Because I'm assuming she uses their credit cards or whatever. So, like, wouldn't they know that she's been buying workout gear if she doesn't work out? Maybe they bought it for her hoping she'd work out and then she didn't, but she just used it for other things. Charlotte's obsessed with fitness. We know that about the ring. That's true. And uh, then um, uh, Lily stays over. In the same bed. In the same bed again. Yeah, I mean, I know it's her aunt, but like it's like Auntie Carrie, isn't it? But But do you think this is going to be a storyline? Do you think Lily's going to do a Miranda to Carrie? No, I th- no, I think in this instance, Carrie would be the Miranda and Lily would be the Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just call it what it is, it, abuse. I mean, she's 15. <laughs> now that would be a show worth watching. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding, obviously. I actually liked the idea of Carrie and Lily having a friend relationship because that's what I yeah, like, look I mean, forward to with my friends yeah. when their kids get older is like being like a, hopefully like a fun uncle. Um, right, and I look forward to them staying at my friends' houses for lengths of time. For, for maybe months, years even. <laughs> no, it is really nice. So she's known her since she was a baby, even though she... Fucked up a wedding. Did fuck up a <laughs> wedding, yeah. And her, and really caused Big's and death. And killed indirectly. her husband, yeah. yeah. It's amazing she still talks to her, really, but she's very, very lonely, so... <laughs> she's a no <laughs> and then um, she gets woken up is it half two by L- Lizette's um, very loud music um, and I she goes down there to the apartment the door opens already open and I thought she was going to be dead or like having an overdose or something oh my god I didn't even think of that I was still at this point I was still thinking she was going to end up doing something with the guy because I thought they, they wouldn't have shown him naked if not but um I, I think it's really crazy to walk into someone's apartment, even... Unbelievable. Um, like, I actually think it's fucking insane. Like, well, it's she, illegal. <laughs> well, in America, like, where they have guns, if that guy had exactly. shot, been there and shot Carrie, I don't think he would have gone to prison. I think you're allowed 100%. to do that. She shouldn't have... Yeah, trespass. Yeah, and, I mean, it was... I, I found it crazy, that glass in the woman's hand as well. I really want Carrie to take it off. I was like, if you're going to break in... Please save that glass. She just turns off the music. I know. And she could have, like, abused that woman as well. Because she was asleep. Well, maybe she did. Maybe she did. Maybe she was on a rampage. So we skipped a year ahead and Carrie is now the new Miranda. Like, a full-on sexual predator. (laughs) (laughs) Children. Really ugly tracksuit bottoms. (laughs) Really ugly gloves. So she looks at um, the package and... I rewound it like five times because Carrie is really shocked when she sees what's written on the package and I just didn't get it. Um, I didn't see it either, but when she's on the phone to Seema, she says that, is it Lizette? Lizette was a jewellery designer, so was was that what she was yes. shocked by? 
I guess. And she makes really cool jewellery. She's from California. And again, I don't know about you, Ed, but I was like, okay, and... I swear to God, I bet we're not going to see this character again now. Which is... <laughs> so, I think this storyline is wrapped up in this episode, which is quite shocking, because very little happens. I mean, there was noise, there was a dick, and then it, she saw a package and it was over. She saw a package, then she saw a package, then it was over. And it was like, what? How is this? This is like tennis gate all over again. <laughs> oh, God. And Carrie is wearing something that she would never wear in a million fucking years. Well, the, the thing is as well, she looks so ridiculous, uh, but then acts shocked when she bumps into a neighbour outside their building. It's like, right. if you could pick right. the place you're most likely to bump into this person, it would be exactly there. Why did you think walking outside your building, <laughs> walking around the block, was like, of course you're going to fucking bump into your neighbour. <laughs> like, if, you, if it was like, if you were out in Abu Dhabi again and bumped into her in that outfit, fair enough. <laughs> Someone's no, they would, she would also bump into her there because it's Sex and the City, right? Yeah, after she's done with Aiden, she would have bumped into her there. <laughs> but she was more shocked to see this woman outside her building than Come she was to see Aiden in Abu Dhabi. And I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> that is some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my God. And she's in like rubber gloves, like scarf. Um, also, that girl is way too self-involved to know what you're wearing. Like, she's, first of all, she's wearing, did you see those boots? I didn't, I couldn't stop staring at the gloves, because I was like, are those just washing up gloves? Literally washing up, they're marigolds. That is, no, 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 you can't do that. And, uh, I'm sorry, but like, how badly do you not want to smell of cigarettes? You're outside, just spray some perfume. Just hang out the window or something. Do you get what I'm saying? I think she's gone mad. Yeah. But at least own it and then be like, like the lithium woman. Oh, I love this. Yeah. But like, don't walk around and then act shocked when people see you. You're in public. And it's the, the daytime. In broad daylight. <laughs> Unreal. But that girl's boots, they're like, go back on them. I know it's fash, fashion darling. They are literally the BFG's boots. Oh, I tried to watch that the other day. It was awful. They go up to half her thigh. Oh my God. I have been craving to watch the BFG. No, the new one, well, new, five years old, Steven Spielberg, it's terrible. Oh, I love the cartoon one. However, do watch the Jungle Book, the new one, again, five years old. It's amazing. I was mesmerised. Oh, is that the one with Jack Black in it? No. Oh, I won't watch it then. I hate your crush on him. I just can't even talk about it anymore. Oh, God, I just want him to sit on my face. Yeah, me too. Um, sit on your face. Uh, we get Charlotte talking to Lily again. And she says, I love that you feel comfortable in your body. And I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just surprised that you're doing it already. Mm-hmm. And then she says that um, the comment was from Emily's little brother, Colin. I was like, well, they're 15. Does that mean a 13-year-old was commenting on this? What makes it worse? Oh, uh, yeah. And also a 13-year-old called Colin. Hello? Social services needs to be all over this episode. <laughs> no! Parents, get your shit together. You didn't know that your kid was now called Rock. You don't know that your daughter's got all this clothes, like she's obviously hiding under her bed or something. You don't know that your 13-year-old is, like, cruising for chicks on Instagram. And get being abused by her together. auntie. Her auntie Carrie. Do you know what I'm saying? Running off to God knows where in New York City. <laughs> on her own. Without a phone. But she is young enough to buy the cancer line. She she believed it. She didn't think it was a blowjob. And Charlotte says, any questions? 
And I was like, well, she should have asked, why is daddy's dick so big and made of rubber? Right. But obviously you didn't see that, but you, you have to rewatch that, by the way. I need, I can't believe I've missed that. But also, um, yes, yeah, she believed you, because who the fuck lies about cancer, someone's dad, to a child? Yeah. And you should never come clean now, because it actually makes it even worse. Because then she gets the cringe and the shock, and it's like, that was the worst lie that's ever been told on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> Poor Lily, Jesus. Why, like, why would you even put that in the child's brain? Because they, they can't rationalise stuff. Even at that age, her brain is still developing. So she's just, here's cancer, right? So she'll probably be worried now for a while. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fucked up... <laughs> oh, here we go. So this is the moment we've all been waiting for. And uh, did it deliver for you overall? How do you feel post? Um, do you know, I did like it. I thought it did a very good job of kind of respecting the, the marriage because that's what I feel they haven't been doing and haven't been respecting Steve as a character. And I really felt like Steve got his say and I felt like that a lot of it was kind of um, relatable in a way as in two people who still love each other but have different ideas of what, what they want their future to be. I have to say, by the way, I didn't say this last week, did I, about David Eisenberg, the actor, being deaf. Or did I speak about that? Oh, is he actually deaf? He's deaf, and that's why Steve is deaf, because they wrote into the show for David Eisenberg. Okay, but what? But why? What's the relevance? This isn't a documentary. Well, I think because he's deaf, he sounds different. Like, Steve does sound a little bit different. So I think de- the first thing, apparently, when they rang David Eisenberg, the first thing he said was, first, what? No, I'm joking. First, I'm, <laughs> he said, I'm deaf. Can I still do the show? And they said, we'll just write it in. Um... So that, he does sound a bit different. He does, yeah. And I think that... Um, yeah. So that explains that. It wasn't just for comedy that they did that. Um, and, yeah, there's there's some nice moments in this scene, even though it's quite heartbreaking, but obviously it's meant to be. She starts with Steve, I love you. And he's like, well, that ain't good. Oh, you do it, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, bracky. Yeah, bracky. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he says, oh... Are you uh, you want a divorce? And then she's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, uh, well. <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> he, he brings some comedy and then it, the comedy slides out of the scene. I like it because you get the kind of old school uh, Stephen Miranda, you know, like when he's like, ah, shit, when he steps on the gum. I like, you see, we're not <laughs> yeah. old people, we're bad people. And he goes, we never hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that felt like the real kind of Stephen Miranda. There's no, like, frills. There's no show. It was just, it's just, like, their romance and their relationship was always more, like, real than that, wasn't it? Can I say, and I'm being 100% honest here, I misheard something he said in the scene. And I thought he said, we get up, we go do a shit, and we, we come back together <laughs> and talk about Brady. And then I realised afterwards it was, we get up, we go do our shit, as in our shit. Of yes. The- and then we get, <laughs> but I thought, I genuinely thought he'd said that and I fucking <laughs> loved it. But it's a shame that that is. <laughs> you felt seen. We get up, we do our shit and we go. <laughs> it actually, to be fair, yeah, because he says our shit. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> no, it really does sound like it. And it's, it's true, it to be fair. Most couples, you get up and you do do a shit. But it, I just right. thought it, was, it, it was a very weird thing to say in that moment and he didn't say it. But, um,. He, I it, did like that. He did like address that stuff where he says, "You don't think I'm enough. 
you think I'm kind of enough, then not again. I'm always there hanging in for us. Yeah. And it is true. It's ups and downs, breakups, on off again, not good enough. Like, I'll pay for the suit. No, I'll pay for the suit. Um, our times, our schedules are different. You work in the bar. I need to get up in the morning. They were never really on the same level for so many years. It's true. Even from the very beginning, it was like, there's good stuff here. And she goes, not enough. <laughs> and it's like, we right. never saw Miranda and Steve happy for a long period of time. The last season when they got married was the happiest we saw them. And obviously that was when they got together and properly. And then as soon as we caught up with them in the first film, they were back in problems again. So in hindsight, it is quite believable that actually Miranda and Steve have never really been okay. It's just because when you root for, say, to use Friends for an example, Ross and Rachel were never really okay. And then in the last episode, they got together. We would like to assume that they lived happily ever after. But it's Ross and Rachel. So if they are true to their characters, Ross and Rachel probably continued having problems after Friends ended. I mean, obviously, no, it's not real. But, like... So Definitely. Cr- She'll blame him for not going to Paris. Yeah, and he will say they were on a break. Um, <laughs> right. Till the cows no, come No, it is up. true. And, and they have never... It's never been, like... Uh, there's the and, and, and even then, when they sort of had their... One of the times they got back together, and it was kind of, like, the perfect thing... It was all. It was shown as like they'd have quickie sex. Then she would like. Then they'd have food in front of the TV. Then she'd cut her nails while he slept. You know what I mean? It, it, it was always kind of like that in those good days, like sweats and that's obviously Steve's love language. Like he's really happy doing that. He's always been like that. Like basketball, cartoons, you know, stuff like that. And Miranda's always found a way to be a bit unhappy about that. Yeah, although, like, whenever Miranda was single, she always just kind of watched TV and chilled out. So it wasn't like when she was single, she was, like, living a very glamorous Carrie-esque life. I mean, obviously she saw Carrie, but really, Miranda, that's one of the reasons they're quite suited, because they're both quite, like, homebodies, really. Um, The thing that pissed me off about this scene that I didn't really think about until I read the comments after was they... Miranda mentioned she met someone, and then we get robbed of Steve's reaction, and it feels like quite an important part of that conversation i don't really know why it wasn't included exactly it's all that build up then she says and he goes miranda what do you think's out there (laughs) and then she says because that was something also i didn't like it kind of was alluding that he's settling like given up so he was like i'm too old to i'm not going to chase you again i'm too old and like what do you actually think is out there um and I, I mean, I know that he'd have the hearing issues, but he could totally get some snatch. Like, walk out that door and I'll be waiting. And I know... Yeah, soon me. You wouldn't be far behind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honey, I mean, I would learn sign language. What's sign language for? For fuck me. <laughs> Sit on my face. <laughs> Do you just point to your face with your tongue out? <laughs> it's like the um, thing all over again when they first split up, Miranda and Steve, and like... He had nowhere to live, was on her couch, and straight away he had a hot date right. <laughs> within a few days. Right. It's like, it's going to be the same again. I know she's technically met someone now, but Steve is, he's a man, he's always going to find someone, and Miranda, you're always not going <laughs> to. You're going to see chating someone out next week, and then... And I'm sorry, but, like, death is hot. Oh, God, Like, yeah. death is hot. Women love a handicap. I'm not saying death's a handicap, but we love anything that can, like... But it is. Yeah, it's like, you know, four weddings and a funeral, when... Um, uh, Hugh Grant's deaf brother and then that girl sees him at the wedding thinks his being deaf is cute the next wedding she's learnt sign language I'm just going to be brutally honest I've not seen that film as many times as you I have seen it 
But if you want to quote it to me, then it's falling on deaf ears, ironically. I think I've literally seen it about four times every year. Four times in a funeral. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it once and I, don't, I didn't like it, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. But you're right, they're just cuts. The one thing where we could get a real fucking reaction that, again, puts emphasis on what Miranda's doing for all the reasons that you can empathise with, whatever. The actual actions have hurt in some respect, two people, Che, well, three, Che, Steve and Brady. And it's cut off. And I think it's kind of strategic by the show because I think they know we love Steve and I think Steve will have been very hurt to hear that. And I think they still want us to root for Miranda, which a lot of people are struggling with. So they kind of exactly cut that out so we wouldn't judge her as much. But then she acts crazy when she's telling Carrie about it all. She's like manic. Oh. Manic, selfish, selfish, selfish. Like, um, I told Steve, I feel so relieved. It's like, what about him? You've just broken his heart. I'm in a rom-com, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a rom-com. That's my quote of the week. I'm in a rom-com, Carrie. I'm going to Cleveland. <laughs> Go to fucking Cleveland. And you're going to have your heart broken now because I, sw- I can't wait to see Miranda walk in and see this. Honestly, it's going to be so funny. I know. If they don't do... Because is, is it the last episode next week? I think there's two more. Well, there is two more. If they don't do that i'll be so annoyed well and also if we have to go to cleveland and the fucking scene in cleveland is in a comedy concert i will lose my shit oh my god please don't even don't even even the notion it's gonna be like backstage at a concert isn't it oh i can see it already the fake laughter (laughs) and then carrie says all right well safe flight whoever this is And um, then she goes downstairs and witnesses a fight between Lizette and her, I guess, now ex-boyfriend. He's been screwing around. Now clothed boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) And um, she says, I'll call the police. And he says, call them. They won't show up, which is a little sort of nod to the times that we're living in at the moment. I liked that she said, you slept with every girl in the city. And he says, you're exaggerating. (laughs) Only slightly. Yeah, and then he goes, he goes, you're exaggerating, you out-of-towner. Oh, I didn't clock that bit. I knew he'd said, I wondered if that was slightly a reference to, she's not from New York. <laughs> she's wearing a scrunchie. Type. I mean, who the fuck is from New York? Like, everyone in New York and LA is from all over the place. Although that's true of London, and you've got a husband who is one of the only ones who actually is from London. So they do exist. Yes. They walk amongst us, but very rarely. Very, very rare. And then this woman's a mess. I mean, she's obviously in dual stages of her life. So then she's in her little bralette and then she says to Carrie, bralette. I'm so sorry, I'm so embarrassed, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that you've seen me like this. Um, but you're, you're kind of cool. Who talks like this to people? And that was the point of that storyline. Carrie thought she wasn't cool to young people and then in the end she got told she was. That was actually the point. And I just <laughs> find that really, like, really <laughs> shit. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Did you think that's it? Like, genuinely, we won't see this woman again. I really genuinely think that's the case. And we got no BLT, no Naya, no Anthony and no Rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, most of those I'm not bothered about. But it's like, we've got two eps to go. And it's like, <sighs> I guess this, the Miranda and Big Miranda's and Steve and Big Dime were the big arcs of this season. And then we just got a really random list of subplots. 
it feels like. How bizarre. How, I mean, let's just be honest. It is bizarre, isn't it? This, this series. It's a bit odd. It is. It's got a different flavour, but I have got used to it. <laughs> um, but the most important thing is, what would Samantha say? Charlotte, you're worried about Lily seeing Harry's cock? I suggest you worry about her Instagram. She's only got 13 followers. Get the girl some PR. It's on me. (laughs) You actually really sounded like that. I picked the same subject. Well, Harry. Honey, I had no idea Harry was so well endowed. He looked more hung than Jeffrey Epstein. We watched watched the documentary on him last night. It's fresh on my mind. Again, topical. Yeah, well, you know, I like to keep it current with that and my Austin Powers <laughs> references. <laughs> well, I mean, we've well, gone over, well, but it well. was worth it because there was a lot to get through and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I did enjoy it too. I'm going to take my score down to a seven though uh, because... Uh, Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that the Steve thing, he didn't get enough redemption and I wanted more of a fallout there. I didn't need to know that she was in a cab to Cleveland. That could have maybe been done next week and it could have had a tiny bit longer with Steve and Miranda. Yeah, I agree. And just the, the whole storyline with the neighbour is why I've come down because it's just like... <laughs> Do you know what? Should we just give it a six? No, I can't go to a six because there were two dicks in this episode. If you'd seen Harry's, you'd understand the seven. Oh, that's so true. And actually, message me when you've rewatched that. By the way, I want to rewatch it, which is quite rare because I want to see the dicks. Yeah, I don't need to see the neighbor's dick again, but Harry's just because it's funny because it's so fake. No, just Harry's. Well, thank you guys for listening <laughs> and for getting in touch. And your messages, we love getting them, so keep sending them. Yeah, we really do, guys. It brightens up our day, and we're glad that you're enjoying the show and listening to us. No one said they were enjoying the show; they enjoyed listening to us. <laughs> right. Not, well, I'm we all love like, to hate the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. <laughs> we'll see you next week on, well, oh, so Wednesday for the Drag Race recaps with Sam and then next Monday for more and just like that, the penultimate episode. And I heard there's a straight guy on Drag Race. I know. I mean, it takes all sorts. Are you not watching? Is Che on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? Yes. <laughs> Right, we shall see you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Oh, ciao for now. Bye.